Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm Carter Baum, and this week, Colby Cohen is on the road with the Blackhawks as they head through Edmonton, St. Louis, and Winnipeg, a three-game trip coming out of the All-Star break. While he's on the road, we put him to work. He's sitting down with Dylan Strom this week, a lengthy discussion about the forwards, hot play of late, and so much more coming up right now on Blackhawks Insider, presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. It's all about the drive. Hey, Blackhawk fans, your local Chevy dealers have an opportunity for you to score big. ChevyDriveChicago.com is giving you the chance to win an autographed Patrick Kane Chicago Blackhawks jersey. That's right, an 88 jersey signed by 88 himself. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to enter to win right now. You can't win if you don't enter. Offer ends February 28th. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. Drive at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Joining us here today in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, we got Dylan Strom, who has been one of the hottest Blackhawks as of late. Uh, thanks for doing this today, Dylan. No problem. Thanks for having me. And I know you're all probably wanting to hear a lot about hockey, but you know, Dylan Strom, even before I got to Chicago, was one of my favorite players. And I'm going to tell you why, and it's probably not why you think. And that's why we're going to start with talking about your dog, because I'm <laughs> sure you knew this was coming. Yeah. Uh, Dylan has a golden retriever and it's been well documented how I feel about, uh, dogs and golden retrievers. I got to ask though, you probably have the most clever name you could have come up with for your dog. His dog's name is Wrigley. If you haven't seen him, you should probably follow him on social media. But how did you like, that is so clever. <laughs> I mean, you're here in Chicago, you get the dog, you name him Wrigley. I mean, you took the best name. So now when we get a golden retriever, we can't name him Wrigley. So thanks for that. But I mean, th this is really the hard hitting stuff that I want to talk to you about. Uh, I can't, I can't take too much credit for that. Uh, I'll give that one to, to my fiance, Taylor. She, uh, she came up with the name and, um, you know, I was a little on the fence about getting a dog at first. You know, I was, um, I was, you know, you, you never, it's a big, it's a big change. You know, it's a, a big life change as, as much as you think, you know, it's kind of setting you up for a, a kid type thing. And, um, no, but, uh, he, he's the best. I mean, uh, you know, when she, she, she picked a name and we drove out to, uh, Janesville, Wisconsin, and there's a litter there called, uh, Sun Golden Kennels. And we, we went out there and met them for the first time. I think all the pups when they were like, three weeks or four weeks old maybe and then um went back a couple weeks later and then picked them up and um it was funny because we were actually on all-star break and uh went to bahamas with my with my brother and his wife and uh the day we got back we were, we were picking them up and i remember being on all-star break taylor was a little upset because uh Wrigley was the last one to be picked up from the litter so she felt like that he was going to be lonely and they didn't think no one wanted him oh. and so and of yet, course like the most beautiful probably the prettiest <laughs> one that came out of the litter yeah right? so he uh so we we went and back and picked him up and then um brought him home and he's he's the best he you know he's so full of energy and so happy all the time and you know runs down the hall to, to meet me when I get home from a road trip and things like that so he's uh no, he, he's, he's the best. He's, you know, brightens your day every time you come home. And, um, no, he's really good. He, he, he can be by himself for four or five hours and doesn't chew anything. Um, but he wants the attention when you're home. So, uh, a lot, a lot of attention goes to him, but, uh, no, I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, I think that's the best part because you could have a hat trick or you could be minus five <laughs> in a game. And when you come home, that tail's wagging. Yeah. I mean, there's not yeah. going to be. No, any, exactly. And no, he, there's no judgment coming from him about defensive zone play <laughs> or offensive zone play. He doesn't care. 
there. No, he, uh, you know, he loves like when I come home, I always am wearing a mask and a hat. So, you know, usually when he comes and runs up to me and then he usually looks for my face and tries to lick my face and then he realizes, oh, wait, there's something I can grab up here. So he's, <laughs> he usually, I, I just, at this point, I just get home and take off my mask when I'm just in the hallway and give it to him and he's sprinting back to the door and just so happy. He's like, he's like, look what I got. Like, look, 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 dad, look, look. So, you know, he's, 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 he's awesome. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's unreal. I'm trying to, uh, convince Taylor to, well, she wants another. Well, dog. I was just going to say, I saw a poll on Instagram the other day on Wrigley's Instagram. Should we get another dog? Which it sounds like Taylor was the one promoting this poll <laughs> Correct. and I voted it. And just about everybody voting in this poll gave you the thumbs up to get another dog. So maybe yeah. the Strom family is going to continue to grow. We'll see. We'll see. It's tough when you're in a condo. I mean, a uh, baby and, uh, and a dog and, and two two humans or three humans, I guess is, is a lot. So, um, no, we'll see what happens. We've got a, you know, a nice backyard at home. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, where, I'm not going to comment. Where do you guys spend your time in the summers? Uh, I live just outside Toronto in, in Oakville. I got a house uh, last summer, um, amidst of all the, the craziness and, uh, moved in right when we got home from last season. So it was, uh, it was, it was awesome to, to come home to, we hadn't seen it. So I had to buy the house, uh, while I was in Chicago. So my parents were over there and FaceTiming and, and showing <laughs> us the crazy. house. So, you know, usually my, when my brother did that, he ended up, was able to fly home for a day um, and like look at the house and then he bought his. But uh, it's still with the COVID and everything going on, you could, you had to do the quarantine at that point. So, um, so we just did it on FaceTime and we were kind of nervous uh, when we went back in. Well, the first time driving home was our first time seeing it. So it was like we weren't exactly sure to expect, yeah. but it, it worked out really well. So It's funny because there's such a human element to the sport, and I think that gets a little bit lost because I think the fans see you guys out on the ice in all your equipment, you know, larger than life at what you do. And I think people sort of forget that, you know, you have an everyday life just like everybody else does yeah. obviously your job is a little bit different it's not you know the the nine to five type of uh, job but you know you guys are human beings and you have pets and you guys buy houses and you don't get to see it because you're in one city yeah. it's you can't exactly uh, take a vacation day when you're an athlete Th those things don't yeah. exist so um you know that's cool obviously you mentioned your brother who plays for the new york rangers um having having a great year and you've actually talked about him at times this year uh, you know, you, you look, your season has has been up and down. I mean, obviously, it started um, not where you wanted it to start. And, you know, one of the things that I talked about that I was just so impressed with on a day-to-day -day basis, because that's when you and I started to get to yeah. know each other, was the way that your positivity and your attitude, I mean, you know, you never hung your head in the first part of the season. I'd see in the press box and, you know, it, we know what you can do as a player. You know what you can do as a player. And the way you kind of fought through that to, to be where you're at now, where, look, you've become you know, one of our most reliable players, you, you take big face-offs, you're, you know, producing points like you know you're capable of and you have your entire life. Um, so, you know, that's just something that I've, I've been really impressed with as, as a broadcaster and as someone who's been around the team. You know, what does it feel like for you now to be in this situation that you have put yourself in through a lot of hard work, a lot of perseverance and a lot of patience? Yeah, I feel like, well, thank you for that, first of all. But, um, no, I feel like, you know, you, you, you deal with it at certain times in your career where, you know, things aren't going your way and, um, you know, you kind of just got to find a way to, to fight through it. I feel like, um, there's a lot of things where are out of your control and like kind of at the beginning of the year, like we played the preseason games and felt they went pretty good and, you know, 
you, you play in pretty much every game the, the year before and you weren't really thinking that it was going to, you know, you weren't going to be in the lineup. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're out the first four games and, um, and you're kind of just waiting to get, you're kind of waiting to get back into the, to the lineup. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, staying positive. I got a great support system at home. Like we were kind of just talking about, um, you know, my parents are, you know, very supportive. Um, especially when you're going through the, through the tough times when you're not playing or things aren't going so well, that's kind of when you really rely on, you know, brothers and, um, you know, fiance and, and parents and, and everyone else. So, um, I think it speaks to the guys in the team too. Like, um, you know, you don't want to be that guy that's not in the lineup and, and, and moping around. I mean, obviously you're pissed off. You want, you want to play You're you're a hockey player, you're competitive, but, um, you know, you know, every, every guy's always coming up to you and talking like so many guys in the team. Like I talked about it a little earlier in, in, in the season, like older veteran guys coming up saying like, Hey, like you're going to get your chance soon. Just stick with it. And it kind of just, you know, lifts you up and makes you feel like still like you're part of the team, even when you're not though, even though when you're not playing. So, um, no, I think that's why I like, like being on this team so much because I feel like we have such a good group of guys and we bring in, uh, you know, a lot of great pieces and a lot of great leaders and, um, they're, they're great to learn from. So, um, like I said, every player kind of has that that uh you know time in their career when you know things aren't going so well and it's just about um you know kind of finding that you know positivity and 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 getting through it because you know like you said you i feel like i've been a producer my whole life and and uh you know i obviously wanted to get back to that and i knew i could so happy that uh you know kind of where we're at now well speaking of production i'll throw this out there when you played in the ohl a couple seasons with connor mcdavid you had some crossover with to bring cat right yep um, in 2015, you had 129 points, correct? Correct. In the OHL. Connor McDavid only had 120 <laughs> points. So you outscored McDavid one year. <laughs> Clearly, uh, you can fill the back of the net with points. Um, you know, I've always wondered this, and I've, I've asked a lot of different brothers these questions throughout the years. I mean, it's incredible to have one person in the NHL. The families that are able to get two or three brothers to the NHL is just, I mean, so much respect for that because, you know, I look at my brothers, one's a lawyer, the other one is a 25-year-old kid who's sort of figuring it out, and then I obviously played the game and work in the game now, but your relationship with your brother, like how much do you guys talk about hockey? Like how much, you know, he's, a, he's a, obviously a very talented player. I've got to watch him in New York. I, I've worked in the Eastern conference. Um, you know, I know he played for David Quinn a little bit yeah. who I played for, for a long uh-huh. time. So how much do you guys talk and Hey, did you see my goal the other night or did you see my play the other night? And, and is there like advice that you guys give each other? Like, are you talking about other players, how to beat them, how to score on a goalie? Like, what are those conversations like between you and your brother as two NHL players now for, you know, what you've been in the league for a number of years and so is he. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I, we, we, we talk a lot. I feel like that's one, uh, you know, really good thing about, about my family. Uh, we have like a family group chat. Uh, with my two brothers, mom and dad, and then the, my fiance and Ryan's wife. So we, we, we were talking in there like easily every day, especially with kids now. So we, uh, we're always throwing pictures in there. Grandma and grandpa want to see the pictures. Right. So we're talking tons. And then, uh, me and Ryan and Matt, my younger brother, uh, we have a group chat of us three and we, we talk, I, w- I would say probably every day. Um, you know, your we're younger just, brother plays for, for the Flyers, right? In the Flyers yeah, organization, he's on Lehigh Valley Phantoms, right, yeah. yeah. So, and I've seen him in training camp before because yeah. I was when I was covering the Flyers. Yeah. So he's kind of like he he's he's figuring it out. He's he's having a pretty good season. He's um he's you know he's a hard worker. He he's he actually yeah, and he'll be the first to tell you this. He uh, outscored 
myself and my older brother and junior for goals. Really? Um, yeah. And he'll let you know. And he'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he got, he got more goals than us in the four years that we, each of us played four years. Which team did he play for in the year? uh, Hamilton. Okay. So he was the first ever draft pick to Hamilton. Oh, cool. And, uh, when they became a team. Because they used to be Brampton. They were Belleville. Oh, Belleville. Belleville. And Belleville moved to, to Hamilton. Okay. So he, you know, he, he, He's working at it. He was in the East Coast earlier on this year. And so kind of get back to your question. He, like, we talk a lot, a lot about hockey, a lot about, um, especially with Ryan, like kind of like a, l- a little bit about like what other teams do kind of thing. He'll send me some clips or like a video or notice a play that I did in a game or something along those lines. And, um, and I'll kind of do the same for him. I mean, he's, he's had to figure it out, uh, for a while. He's, he's kind of grinded with, uh, with the Islanders. He had a great first year. Then, you know, kind of a few, a little bit of a down year. Based on his first year, and then um, got traded to Edmonton for Jordan Eberle, and then had a pretty good season at Edmonton. And then the next year he was there, it kind of started off slow, and then they traded him. And I think that was the best thing that's that's ever happened to him. And I, I think um, no, it's it's obvious. I think he he kind of clicked with the Rangers right away. He came in, and I think he scored 18 goals in um, I want to say like. 53 games or something to end that end that season so um no and it's kind of taken off from there so um i think you kind of learn especially like as your brother like you always look up to him and um you know aspire to to be you know as good of a person as he is and i feel like when when he was going through those tough times and and it was like he only got traded about two years two years like when he was on edmonton he was only there for like i think it was under two years mm-hmm. and it was like he just sent a message to our family group chat and said i got traded again and we were yeah. all kind of like geez like wow. we thought he was going to be in edmonton for a long Being time traded is is jarring it's i'm crazy. It happened to me my first year yeah you've been traded yep it's, it's a jar it's jarring yep it's uh you, you, have, you never know when it's coming like i remember when i got traded um i we just played a game, I believe it was against Montreal and Arizona, and we lost like 6-1. We had lost maybe four or five in a row, and just, I wasn't playing that great and not playing that many minutes. And then I was literally play, playing Fortnite <laughs> after the game in my in my house. It's funny because you're, you're taking us right into the next thing I wanted to talk about was going back to the trade. Yeah. Um, so, you're, so you're home in Arizona. Home in Arizona. You, you played the night before? That, that, uh, night? that day. It was like an okay. afternoon game. Okay. And you're playing vids. We got home. Your phone rings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it was an afternoon game. I think and did you one. have, like, Zero. were they, were, was Elliot Freeman and Frank Saravalli, no. <clears throat> were they talking about this? or No. No, so this was out of the clear blue. Out of the clear blue, yeah. So I don't know if I've ever told this story anywhere, but uh, so I got got traded. Well, I got a phone call um, from Ch- John Chaika, the GM at the time, and he told me I got traded uh, to Chicago. Because your stats weren't good, right? Your advanced, <laughs> your advanced statistics were That was weren't. probably one of the reasons, but uh, no. Your it was XGF just, <laughs> percentage? It wasn't going well. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> playing like I knew I could, and I think um, – Schmaltz kind of had a slow start to the season after a pretty good year the year before. So I think they were kind of um, just a fresh look for, for each guy. And uh, Perlini came over with me. But no, when I got traded, I got the phone call from him, um, from Chaika. He told me I got traded. And then my agent had called me right after that, right after I hung up the phone with him. And who's your agent? Uh, uh, Pat Morris okay. from Newport Sports. So okay. he called me right away and he said he just heard about it too. After the GM after called After the GM called. So he had just okay. heard about it. Because I think when I was on the phone, that's kind of when it came out on Twitter. Okay. But I hadn't seen that because I was on the phone right right, right so right. i guess alex who was in chicago he was my i think i called my parents just told him i got traded and as soon as i hung with my parents called alex right away who and alex is the brinket oh oh yeah cat. so i called okay yeah so we were right. buddies okay. from junior so i called him right away we lived together in junior for the last two years and oh, wow. so we were apart for like a year and a half or so and so i called him right away and i guess he had read on twitter that chicago and arizona 
were making a move and he didn't know who it was. But nobody knew no what. No one knew what it was. Because so that's usually how him. it starts, yeah, right? It's like the, the, the Twitter started. insiders. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And so I called him right away and he was like, we were kind of just looked at each other. I was like, yeah. And he's like, shut, were you guys up. on FaceTime? Yeah, we were on FaceTime. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. And then, and then who from Chicago called you? Um, Chicago, it was Stan. Okay. Stan called me, called me right away. And like, he was, he was obviously thrilled to have me. He was excited. So back to the, like when the, right when I got traded. So I got traded, had the phone calls. <laughs> we played in the afternoon. So then I got traded. And then I had a gun and a red eye that night. So it was like a crazy day. I had to pack up everything I had. Thankfully, my parents were actually in Arizona, like watching the game. So they came over, helped me pack. And were you just renting an apartment in Arizona? I actually was living with Chikrin, okay. who was living in Max Domi's house. Okay. So I was living with him. So because like, he got, uh, he had already been traded. He had already right? been traded. Correct. Got it. Okay. So, so he that's still an had easy. his house there. Yeah. Okay. So it, was, it, was, it worked out well. And then so my parents came over, helped me pack up, and uh, I met the the tra- equipment manager uh, Stan Wilson with my hockey gear, and we were, I was on a flight at nine. Went right through the night, uh, landed in Chicago at about 8.30 in the morning. It was a blizzard. I felt like I was in a friggin' hockey city. I was so <laughs> excited. We came right to the rink at practice, and they said, you want to go meet the guys? And some of the guys were still getting dressed, and I remember Brent Seabrook was pissed because, uh, you know, he's a little older, and he was, uh, you know, he... You know, and the, some guys complain sometimes, and, and yeah. uh, so I guess the practice had to get moved back to wait until we got there. So you guys could practice. <laughs> so we got so we could practice. So you walk in, and he's already annoyed. No, he's he's like, he, oh, from what up. I hear, he's not the guy you want to piss <laughs> no, off. No, right? no, he was kind of joking, but it was still like I never met any. I only knew Alex and the whole team. Didn't know anyone else. And, and uh, you're coming to a team with Kane and Taves. Yeah, and I mean, and I was always these a bit, are intimidating uh, yeah. figures. I was always like a little envious of Alex that he got to play with these such cool players and like in such yeah. a cool city and like when well, who, they won Stanley. Who who was who was your fit like did you like who did you watch and want to be like i feel like from being from toronto it was always it's leafs all leafs Got so it. like sundin was the captain and then i loved gary roberts and, and mcgillney do you um, train with gary roberts now no i don't okay i don't i've i only i've met him a few times um but i don't train with him i used to train with uh, matt nickel oh yeah they're kind of in the same yeah. sort of like, yeah that's a bio steel so yeah exactly spear yeah so i was there for a little bit um and then so it was just it was kind of like uh growing up with with Toronto it's like you, yeah every time every sense. night listen yeah. i grew up in philly yeah. i lindros Leclerc, big sports fan, yeah. I mean, these are these are the guys you watch so i remember like when i was growing up lindros got traded to the leafs and it was like eric lindros got traded I and know. it was towards the end of his career i know but still but it was it was, it was awesome lindros. it was cool it was it was still like, eric everyone knows number yeah. 88 like totally. so it was it was cool did you get to play with anybody so like I remember my first training camp, Joe Sackick. Like, holy crap. Like, it's Joe Sackick. It's Adam Foote. It's yeah. Milan Hey, dude. Yeah. Like, Mark Recchi. Yeah. And then I get to be, I get traded and I'm playing with Mark. I'm on a team with Mark Recchi. Like, yeah. guys we watched growing up. Yeah. Anybody like that for you? I feel like for me, the, the, the big one is Shane Doan. Um, oh, yeah. Like, That's he, cool. he's like Mr. Coyote. I mean, he's yeah. like everything that, that, you know he's 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 incredible he's like the nicest human being ever i would compare him to, to flower he's like they're on the, on the same level of like you know genuine nice people and so when i got drafted i was there at training camp that first year that was in 2015 and then i got sent home the last uh, last day before the rosters were announced so i met him like through that and then throughout the summer a little bit we had to, we stayed down there to train. So then the next year I made the team out of camp and he was still on the team. He had a great year in 2015 at 26 goals, I believe signed a new contract. And then in 2016, I played, I was there for 17 games and I played seven and just getting to know him and like just how nice of a person he is. Like 
to every equipment manager, every staff member, every coach, every anyone, anyone that came around, media person, uh, you know, interviewer, anyone. He was just always just like, like always had the time of the day, yeah. time of day for for the, each person. Would talk to them, knew all their names, knew all people in the rink's names. I mean, he was there for twenty years, so yeah. I understand that. But um, we always joked that like when because I was there with a few young guys like Dvorak and Fisher and mm-hmm. Keller and Chikrin, and so we had like a good a, little group, a good of, little group of young yeah. major talents. Yeah, we were. We, were, we we had a good time. We golfed a lot in the summer and everything. And that killer always, is impressive. Yeah, yeah, he is. he's impressive. Yeah. And so we always joke. We would always joke about uh, you know Shane Doan for sure has the most hours logged at the NHL arena in, in history because he was there from before everyone got there until must have been if the practice was at twelve he was there till three or four like hanging out eating you know talking to the trainers and can't just, imagine his wife liked that very much or <laughs> so, maybe she did like it and that's why they you know their relationship stayed at it stayed i did okay. make the mistake one time of asking him for a ride home from the rink i didn't think i had a car at the time because we were living pretty close to each other and he said yeah no problem i'll, I'll just be a little bit I, a little I'll, bit yeah. yeah and it turned out it was like two and a half hours i was just sitting there watching tv in the lounge and waiting for him so no i think that was the one cool person because he was you know he's kind of he, you know, never got that Stanley Cup, but he he did pretty much everything else, and yeah. he was like on the World Junior, World Championships, Olympics. So, um, no, it's it's uh, he was a, a special person for sure. So you did this on your own yet again, and this will tie into something. You had a quote recently where you said something along the lines of, "I've never seen a guy who has more fun at this than Mark Andre yeah. Fleury." And you know, I've repeatedly said on the broadcasts this year, like how just honored it is to get to call his games because he. He really is like he's so fun i mean he smiles he's happy in warm-ups today in practice he made like a a, a top 10 save <laughs> for the year in the warm-up drill uh, you guys are doing three on o's and he gets like a pat i mean it's just incredible yeah. now i'm always yelling and screaming about it and like i want to hear it from you you're in the locker room with him every day um you know you've now been around the league you've been on a couple of teams What's it like to be playing with Marc Andre Fleury? Yeah, I think when we when we traded for him, we were all very excited. I think um, I knew a few few guys in Vegas from the World Championships, and they all reached out and said, you know, he's you're not going to find a better teammate. Like just wait, you'll 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 see what I mean. And it's easy to it's easy to see he's uh, you know he's he's just an easy guy to be around. You know, I I think uh, you know he sees he sees he sees the game. Obviously, he's been around a long time. He I mean, almost has a thousand games as a goalie, which I don't think has ever happened. No, and I don't think ever will happen after him. Yeah. So it's um, he's thirty seven. He yeah. looks like he's twenty one. Yeah, I know, I know, and he's having so much fun. And even though you know we're kind of struggling in standings, it's, he still finds a way to come to the rink every day, happy as can be. Um, you know, wants to be around his teammates. Um, you know, we were, we were joking yesterday because I heard someone say when we were at dinner that do you guys know Flower takes a hot tub. At every hotel with I've seen him, Mikey, our uh, massage therapist. Oh yeah, and we were like, "What?" I didn't know that part, but I saw him in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, that's what he was I telling saw me. him down there in Seattle <laughs> doing it. I was like waving yeah. at him from my room. So I thought that was kind of that just shows the type of guy he is. You know, he's you know with our you know massage therapist. They go in the hot, <laughs> hot tub at each each uh, hotel. So I thought that was kind of funny. And you know, he's just you see how hard he battles, and then I feel like when you see a goalie battle that hard, like you want to help him like you you want to block a shot for him because he does so much for us and um no i think when we when you have that type of guy on your team that's you know there's a reason why he's won three stanley cups and he's been to five i don't think it's like a it's not a it's not a mystery he's guys want to play in front of him and he's uh no i think we're very very lucky to have him yeah well he's certainly been fun to watch um you know as of you have been as well lately and we 
you know, it seems like since you got added to that top power play unit, it's there's been more consistency to it. And, you know, Eddie and I have both talked about the fact that on the power play, you just seem to make the next right play. And you have this feel for the ice. You know, obviously vision, I think, is something that you would say is one of your, you know, best attributes. But um, I just think that ability to make that skip pass where, you know, the wall is sealed. So you're giving it out to the middle and you're putting Jonesy in a good spot who yeah. then has the opportunity to give it to Cat. Like yeah. those goals don't happen, um, you know, if, if you're not able to make that play. So, you know, when we talk about your game and what we can expect to see from you here down the stretch, um, you know, is, uh, the power play, the vision, the passing. I mean, yeah, you got the hat trick, and that was your first hat trick, so congratulations. <laughs> but I, I would think we're going to see more more times in your career where you're going to have three assists in a game probably, <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like um, just kind of always been a pass-first guy, kind of like the, you know, the unselfish. I feel like sometimes I definitely should shoot more, um, but when you're when you're passing to guys like DeBrinket and Kane and Jones, it's 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 not too difficult yeah. to, to, to find the to find a reason why to pass to those guys. So I, th I think it's all, you know, comfortability. I feel like, especially on that power play, my, when I first got traded here, um, Taze was in the middle. I was low. Kane was in the half wall. Uh, Gus was up top. Gustafson and Alex on the other side. And I feel like we always kind of went back to that. There might've been a few guys inserted here and there. You kind of get taken off sometimes or whatever. And then this year, um, you know, when they put me back on there, I knew I, you know, I feel like that's where I can, you know, help the team in the in the best way I can. You always want to be a guy that that can help the team, and um, then I feel like the way I can do that is by you know setting up guys in the power play or trying to have a good screen for someone or winning the faceoff on the power play or or something along those lines. So I think it's just a, a comfort level with the unit, and, and Hags is so easy to play with because he works so hard and gets the pucks back all the time. So when he's in the middle, he's always going around. Kind of like a little water bug. Like if the puck goes off to the side, he's usually the first one on it. And the, my goal in, in Edmonton, he won the battle in the corner, had the patience to hold on to it, throw it up to Jonesy, and kind of had Jones had most of the ice to work with from, from the top there. So um, no, I think we just have that that comfort level, and things are starting to click. And a lot a lot of teams win games because of their power play. So um, I mean, look at the other night in Edmonton. Yeah. They they go over on the power play. We get two yeah. on the power play, and spe I mean, special teams is the different the other Huge. night. And not to mention the way we scored on the power play. The the first power play goal was boom yeah. right away. Kaner with the no look pass, yeah, that was which impressive. I think you had an assist on that goal as yeah. well, didn't you? Yeah. Um, and then on your goal again, it was it was out, and then it got down to the net. Yeah. So. All right. Well, look, a couple couple lighter things. Um, talk to me a little bit about fashion. You always <laughs> seem to be like pretty well dressed. Oh, I appreciate um, that. I, I, think, think, I, think, I think you should tell that to Brinksy because he always says that he doesn't think I'm. I think there was a the poll earlier in the year when I was like voted one of the worst dressed. So I really, I appreciate that. I appreciate See, that I, I think you're pretty fashionable. Yeah, thanks, thanks. So is that something that's like important to you? Like, are you a shopper? Is your um, girlfriend or your excuse me, your fiance? <laughs> is she is she doing the shopping for you? Like, what's the? Yeah, I feel like most I feel of like my, you're always pretty put together. Most of my fashion sense for sure comes from her. Um, I don't see dog hair all over you, which is kind of shocking. Thankfully, because, like, these just came out of the wash before okay. I got on the road, because, or else I'll get home for five seconds, and there oh, will be dog be hair everywhere. You'll but, be covered. No, I feel like, um, no, it's nice to, to put yourself together and, and, and try to look, you know, respectable. You never know when you're going to run into a fan or someone that wants to take a picture or whatever whatever it might be. So, Are you a custom suit guy? Um, I have a few. I have a few. I'm, I think we talked about this in Seattle. Yeah, a little bit. bit. I, I've gotten a few. Um, 
from there's a guy uh, his Instagram is Gentleman's Playbook. And oh yeah, yeah. I know Shane Gossesphere uses yeah. him, swears so he, by him. Reamer uses he, him. He's, a lot he, of those guys. Yeah, he's, he's he's got good suits. So um, I feel like it's all about the it's all about the tie. I feel like the tie blends everything in together. Okay, I like that. So well, you're just I, I feel like you're not afraid to wear a little bit of a bold oh, yeah. pattern yeah. from time no, to time, I and I I always kind of appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty boring i i'm a lot of black and white so i feel like when i see a guy like going for like a bold blue i'm always like okay yeah i, yeah. I, I give you i like that i, I think like a a, this, i feel like the suits are a good time to wear that because it's like if it's a suit i mean it's like a jacket the pants and the shirt and it's the tie easy, so right? it's easy yeah and you just throw it on and everyone's got to wear one to the game so um know what i like i like i, I feel like um you ever heard of trunk club yeah yeah, so they send you a box yeah. of clothes and you pick what you want. And if you they, don't like, you I think send they it back. started in Chicago. Yeah, they did. There's a big uh, yeah. warehouse there, so I I do that. I think you get it like once every, I don't know what it comes in, maybe like once every three weeks. And then if you don't want anything from it, you just put it all in the box right. and send it right back. So it's. Do you think they do? They do a good job. They do a really good job. That's cool. I think a really good job. So usually I'm. You like, have like a rep, and they like know your yes, style exactly, now. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I've never actually talked to them. Taylor's. She all. handles it all. She handles it all. So That's literally, amazing. when we get the box, we get the box. Does and, she like hang up your clothes before you guys go to dinner? Like this is what you're wearing tonight. Sometimes. Oh my god. Sometimes. <laughs> That's so not often. Good. Not often, but sometimes. Taylor, um, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the. She's got the good style. So she. She. Uh, she knows what. Well, I guess what I what she thinks I look good in. So then she, hey, she's the person you got to make happy. That's right? exactly. So, that's exactly it. And then you know our reporters and our our people, they like talking to you. I, I constantly overhear our group of reporters that cover the Blackhawks like to talk to you. You give well thought out, thorough answers. You're honest. You've talked about COVID. Uh, you've talked about restrict. Like you've just done a nice job. Like, are you angling to take my job in a couple of years here? Like, are you going to go <laughs> no, into no, TV no, 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 when you're no. done playing? I mean, you're you're well spoken. Like, you do a pretty good job with it. I mean, even on this, like, probably one of the you know better, more chattier uh, you know guys that I've had on the podcast this year. So, like, is that something you've anybody's ever told you before? I feel like um, I think it's just I, I will give the credit to my parents. I feel like being raised uh, the right way, where you, you can kind of treat everyone with respect, and um, you know, there's you know everyone has a job to do and whether it's, you know, a reporter or, you know, a coach or a, you know, equipment manager, whatever, everyone's got a job to do and everyone's has struggles uh, that they deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Had, look, I mean, you've, you've had to answer hard questions this year. I mean, this hasn't been a breeze where you go up there and they're asking you about Wrigley. I'm the only nut job that does that. <laughs> so, you know, like, and you, and you always seem to have a very well-spoken, well-thought-out response and you know hey look maybe when you're done sportsnet or <laughs> nb you know espn you, you never know i mean hey you know yeah, you never so. know i feel like i gotta slow down my, my talking a little sometimes i watch my own interviews and i'm oh do you all rambling on That's i think i got better in the future and in, in since since you know a while ago but uh i know i'd always you know people would like reply, reply to the tweets on the thing is like how talks how fast does this guy talk see i don't find you to talk that fast but now i'll have to i'll have to pay like closer attention to it i think that you know you just you don't get you just got to say what comes to your mind. You know how hockey culture is, yeah. right? Like nobody wants to step out and be the center of attention. Right. That's just how guys are taught from a young age. But I just feel like you more than most will give a very thorough, like if I wanted to know about our breakout or about our, our offensive zone structure, like I know if I ask you, you're going to give me something that's a little more thorough and yeah. a little more well thought out. So that's, that's kind of why I'm, I'm asking you this yeah, question. Yeah, no, I feel like, like I said, this kind of is, Kind of just say what what comes to your mind. Obviously, you want to say the the right things and and you know be you know very positive. And I feel like that's um, always a good thing. And 
no, I feel like the more, you know, the, the better thought out answer you give, the more sense it's going to make. And if you, you know, kind of give that vague answer, sometimes it, it kind of leaves people like everyone makes the joke with like a hockey interview, like pucks in deep or something. And I catch myself saying in the interviews, oh, but it's like, pucks in deep. it is no. kind of what we say in the Don't dressing room. Don't dump the puck, please. <laughs> Skate it, the puck in, make it, a play. <laughs> it is kind of what we say in the dressing room also sometimes. So it's hard, like, especially when like you get off the ice after like the first or second period and you get interviewed and like you're out, you're out of breath, like you're tired, like you're thirsty, <laughs> you want to drink. And then they kind of, you kind of just see, you see uh, John's Dine Miller coming when, when we get off the ice and he's handing you your hat and your towel and like, here's the, here's the camera. And I feel like that's where sometimes guys like and we it. like to bring you on because you give good answers there you go. I mean, always, we know always, the people that willing. will give us good answers yeah. and that's who eddie or myself or john wideman or whomever is doing it that's that's where we go yeah so i feel like the better answer you give the the more it's more sense it makes that that would be my 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 reason for for giving good answers and i feel like just try to be myself like even when things aren't going well it's like you know what what is that's kind of what was, was my thought process when i first got sent to the ahl after uh my first when my first year in arizona um my first year pro and i was like well, what's me gonna go down there and be sulking and be you know whining and and be unhappy that i'm there you know you got to work for your for your opportunity it doesn't matter where you got drafted what pick you were um i think it's kind of like the same the same thought process you want to be you know you want to be positive you want to come into the rink every day with a you know a good attitude and a smile on your face and and good things will happen all right. Well, thanks for your time today. We will uh, look forward to seeing you back out on the ice in St. Louis tomorrow. I had to think about that for a second. We get on Cities these, are all we get these, we get on these road trips, and you start to forget, and then it's off to Winnipeg. But again, you uh, your game continues to build. So we we look forward to seeing you on the score sheet, seeing you take big faceoffs. Derek King told us today that. You know, not only does he trust you better now, but he feels like you trust him. And yeah. he feels like you trust that he's going to put you in certain positions. And you guys have developed that relationship and that yeah. trust from one another. And, and, um, and even to, to his credit, he, he said that since the beginning. He's like, even when, I, when he scratched me a few times, he's like, I got to build the trust up with him. And yeah. I feel like to his credit. It's not a one-way street for with sure. him, which I think is really great. And I think that it's, it's been fun to watch you two build that chemistry and trust because, look, your game is you know, at a, at a high point. I mean, it really is right now. So anyways, we will uh, catch everybody next week. I don't know who we're going to have on then, but we will uh, visit with you then. Thank you. That will do it for this week's episode. A special thank you to Colby and to Dylan for their time sitting down on the road. I'm Carter Baum. We'll see you next time on Blackhawks Insider, presented by Chevy Drive Chicago. Drive what Kane and Tate drive.